the IBM Cloudcast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloudcast. We are hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. I'm Ian Lynch. And I'm Steve Shokat, and today we have as our guest, Deb Jensen. Deb is with the competitive and product strategy team for the IBM Cloud. Deb, welcome to our show. Thank you, and yeah, thanks for having me today. So, Deb, let's, let's get started. First things first, data and analytics, what's the difference between the two of them? Well, data is essentially kind of a building block, right? I mean, everyone needs to collect their data, uh, get it organized, and get it into a format that makes it easily accessible. Once they've got, gotten that in place, now they're actually able to drive value from that data. And by that, I mean, they're able to you know, get insights maybe into their customers. What do their customers like to buy? Is there a difference by geographic location? Is there maybe a potential next offer? Um, you, know, you see this all the time, let's say in Amazon. So the difference between the two is one is really about storing the data in its proper format so it's easily accessible. And analytics is really about driving value and insights from that data. Okay, so the data is mainly like our databases and such, and then the analytics is, okay, go look at that stuff and see if we can make some sense. That's right. All right, now what if we threw cognitive in the mix? So, so we've got data, which is my stuff, my information, my analytics is the insights I've gathered. What's the, what happens when I throw cognitive on top of that? Well, cognitive is, is really where we take it to the next step, and we are really able to uh, drive maybe predictions from that. So for example, uh, I always say, you know, history repeats itself, right? So being able to, cognitive is really able to look at volumes and volumes and volumes of history, find patterns within that history, and then use those patterns to really predict what's going to happen in the future. Uh, the other thing too with cognitive is it can really, it, it takes it even a step further than that where it actually draws conclusions from it. So for example, maybe I have a customer call center and I wanna understand, is this customer upset? What we can do with, with things like cognitive is actually look at those conversations and listen to it and, and get some tone sentiment from it. So yes, I can, I can clearly understand through the four conversations that this customer has had with our call center that they're upset with us, right? So this might be an indication that this customer may no longer be a customer tomorrow. So I wanna get a customer care rep uh, and, and get them to connect with this customer so we can prevent them from leaving our business. So cognitive takes it to that next level and not only looks at predictions, but can also drive conclusions from that that is very helpful for a business that may take them weeks and weeks to do if they had to do that manually. So Deb, to boil it all down, right? So what we're saying is data is the place for everything to live and the analytics side of it is a way of getting insights into it. So what are we seeing today in specific, I guess, use cases more so than what kind of problems are clients solving with it? And we know, right, they've been solving clients or clients have been solving issues with for data and analytics for a long time now, but as those, those issues get solved on the cloud, is that much different? Um, so there's, there's, there's a couple of different questions there. So the first one is like, what are the typical use cases that we're seeing customers uh, drive with analytics? The customer churn one is a big one that I mentioned, and that's across all industries from banking to retail, um, customer care from a, even a healthcare perspective. Uh, 
you know, essentially it kind of comes down to down to a couple things, right? Everyone's looking to improve their customer experience. They're looking to streamline operations. That's another area. So for example, supply chain, right? The, the, the deadly question of how do I get to zero inventory? How do I make this the most productive based on what I see from forecasts and what I can produce from a manufacturing standpoint? And then finally, you know, the, the real innovative companies are really looking to see what can I do that's new and unique uh, using just data and analytics. So, and I know this is very, um, you hear this all the time, but think about your Airbnb and your Ubers, right? They don't even have any assets. They're all about, their whole business model is driven off data and analytics. So those are some of the use cases. Uh, and then in terms of with the cloud, the nice thing is, is a lot of companies, IBM, I guess, uh, in particular, provides these solutions on-premise. So if a customer is maybe got sensitive data, they're just not ready yet for the cloud, we've got that. We've also got um, public cloud and the same type of offerings are in public cloud, makes it extremely easy to get started. You load up your data, you've got the services all provisioned for you, you're off and running. And then for those clients who are kind of in the middle, I I love the idea of public cloud. It gives me the elasticity. It allows me to work with microservices. Um, you know, now companies like IBM are coming out with things like cloud private, where, yes, it's behind my firewall, but I'm getting those advantages of cloud. So uh, really, there's no difference in terms of functionality. I can still answer these types of use cases, whether I'm on premise or whether I'm using a cloud model. So, Deb, without sorry, thank you for and sorry for trying two questions at you at the same time. Um it, it all makes complete sense to me, okay? But one thing is not really, well, I, I don't think it's not, not, not that it's making sense, but I think you might be able to answer it for me, is that websites have existed and the data has existed there for many, many years, right? It's not like the internet was invented overnight. But what's causing this sudden, I guess, trend in wanting more data and analytics? And yeah, well, what's the market saying, I guess? Yeah, that's a really good question. So it is it is interesting because data has been around forever. We just haven't been collecting it, right? So now what we're seeing is, and I think a big contribution to this is the hardware is now there to support it. So um, I'll just give you an example. You know, people were never collecting very uh, high volume, small strings of data. So when you think about IoT, right, where are, and we'll go back to the inventory uh manufacturing type use case, where are all my pieces of inventory right now? And prior to really having the hardware and the technology to support collecting all this data, maybe they knew ship points and receiving points. But now with you know RF, they're chipping all of these pieces of inventory and they know something's on the road. It's you know driving through Illinois right now. They could never collect all those little bits of data because they just didn't have the technology and the hardware to really support it. Now, why are they collecting it? The reason they're collecting it is because they can be smarter about their business. They can do real-time inventory. They can, we talked about improving the customer experience. They can say, I mean, even you as a consumer, hey, this FedEx package, you know, it's like halfway between the shipping facility and where you are. And it just makes for a better customer experience. It also helps streamline operations. Maybe I'm a you know 3PL uh, where I'm dealing with logistics. Okay, I've got something driving through Illinois. Guess what? This manufacturer is ready for a pickup. I've got half truckload. 
I'm going to change the route and actually go pick it up. So, you know, it's the technology and the hardware that's now able to support all of this. And what it's doing for business is just, you know, it's really the next next evolution. You know, it's improving their customer experience and it's helping them cut costs by streamlining their uh, operations. Right. And it's so diverse where it can fit into really any industry. It really can. Yes. The, the use cases are, you know, out of this world. I mean, you can talk to any industry and they can definitely leverage this. I'm, I'm laughing because I was thinking about your, your uh, example with package delivery and with Christmas coming up. I literally have a different package under my porch every single day with some notice coming into my phone or an email or something that says, hey, your package is almost here. Get ready. It's almost here. And the reality is that's that's quite a change from 10 years ago. I mean, 10 years ago, you had no clue where it was. Oh, look, it suddenly showed up or you had to call it. <laughs> Very true. Very true. And I mean, even look at just a few years ago, right, when UPS had that problem because there was all the weather. I think that was probably like three, four years ago, maybe. And all those packages got delayed and, you know, arrived after the holiday. Right now, what we're able to do and especially again, you know, you look at IBM with our part, you know, with our acquisition with the weather company, we can actually drive that into the insights and bring this into the logistics to say, hey, guess what? In three days, there's going to be a big snowstorm hitting. We need to make sure that we've got all our logistics figured out to deal with that. So, you know, you talk about 10 years ago, not even knowing your, where your package is. Let's talk even three years ago where a snowstorm threw off the whole system. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so it also sounds like one of the things I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's hot in this space? And it sounds like there's a couple things driving it. One is the ability to instrument almost anything, it sounds like, down to the packages and the other sounds like uh, people are connecting things that, that weren't always intuitive. They kind of mentally did it in their head. But like you said, I'm going to tr- connect the packages with the weather or, uh, you know, putting um, displays in an end cap in a food line with the weather, you know, forecast. And, oh, look, there's snow. Let's go out and get more me- uh, beer, milk and eggs kind of thing. What else is hot in this space? You know, really, I mean, there's so much going on in this space right now because, you know, we're finally able, like we just talked about, to capture all that data, which right there alone just generates so many ideas in people's head. But when we drill that down to technology, really the big thing, definitely IoT is hot, right? And um, while your leading edge companies have have been leveraging it for a few years now, your normal mid-sized companies are just grasping it now where they're able to actually ingest volumes and volumes of data. And and then the the second piece of that is why are they doing it, right? They're doing it because they want to drive insights from it. So the other hot area besides IoT is your machine learning. You know, you brought up cognitive, your machine learning, your um, artificial intelligence, your deep learning, where now what people are doing is saying, okay, now how can I use that data to make better decisions for my my business, whether that's improving customer experience, whether that's streamlining my operations, or whether that's just coming up with a whole new business model, maybe a whole new business line, maybe you know start operating in new geographies. So IoT, machine learning, uh, artificial intelligence, deep learning, those are all really hot topics in our space right now. So guess cool. what you're pretty much saying is everything really. But it's really, though, it it is true, though, because it's a fit into absolutely everything. So for making that shift and making it fit into everything, if I was a developer, 
How difficult is it this for me to add some of these data and analytics capabilities into an app? So let's say a cloud application that I have today. Yeah. So if you're a developer, I mean, chances, I mean, I guarantee you they all probably know how to work with data because data is kind of the foundation of everything. The real key with data is making sure you've got it in the format that suits the workload. So if it's an application, I mean, maybe JSON in a lot of cases because you're collecting data maybe from a third party. So that's really the key there. And in terms of learning how to do it, like I said, I'm sure most of them do. But if not, the nice thing is all of these cloud platforms provide sample code tutorials. I mean, GitHub is a you know, foundation of wealth if you need to be looking at some code on how to, on how to do this. Um, from a, from a artificial intelligence, machine learning, kind of the same thing. Um, if you're developing the app, you know, there's probably uh, code samples, tutorials, things like that, GitHub. But the other thing I would recommend is looking for uh, some type of online education, right? Whether it's through, uh, you know, um, IBM, I know has got some education, Coursera, and, and getting yourself immersed in this new technology because you, you want to be ahead of the game. And if your business isn't doing it today, I guarantee they will be in 2018. So definitely get the education either through your cloud platform provider, GitHub, and absolutely take education. There's a ton of it out there, Deb, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just cool. Google it. So, Deb, we're saying, okay, we're, we're saying that this fits in literally everywhere and anywhere. But for our listeners today, can we get one key takeaway? Besides that it fits yeah. in everywhere, of course. Yes, yes, yes. I would say my, my key takeaway, if I was somebody involved with data and analytics, I would definitely get myself immersed in it. I would even just create some sample, some sample apps so you can kind of get a feel for it because it's one thing to read and to take courses. And if the courses are hands-on, that's great. But I would highly recommend building just some small app in our cloud, getting a feel for, uh, you know, the Watson APIs, which are artificial intelligence. Because like I said, the big thing and the big takeaway is if your company is not at the point where they're really driving these types of predictive um, insights from their data, you you will be either asked to do that or take the lead yourself and show your business what they can be doing by driving these types of insights from their data. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, either you're either uh, in the game or you're out of business. It sounds like. Um, yes. Yep. So if I, if I wanted to find out a little bit more about the whole data and analytics capability in IBM Cloud, I'm assuming that if I were to Google data and analytics, I would get probably 2.6 billion responses. <laughs> so where is one place I could go to get something other than 2 billion? Yeah. So, I mean, for us from IBM, the best place is ibm.com slash analytics. And it's not just a commercial for products. There's actually quite a few good white papers and things like that, that you can use to even just kind of start learning the space. But then as you progress through and it's like, okay, I, I, I get it. I understand it. Now I want to go hands on. There's free trials and things like that you can do because I do think it's important to even if it's just a small tutorial, once you build something, you'll have that aha moment in terms of what it can do for you. So ibm.com slash analytics. Awesome. 
Deb will pop the link in the description. And Deb, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a blast. And guys, for myself and Steve, thanks for tuning in. See you next time on the IBM Cloudcast. Bye.